Welcome to BNB with Ellie, Biohacking and Beyond, the podcast where we dive into the incredible world of self healing and the mind body connection using biohacking and lessons from Germanic new medicine. Today, I want to talk about my remarkable story of healing severe back pain through the power of my mind. When we think of back pain, we think, well, aging, or I slept in the wrong position, I need a new mattress, I got injured while doing sports or swimming. And what do we do to fix it? Everything external. Salon pass, heat pack, cold pack, Cairo, massage, spa, yoga, Pilates. All of this will cost you time, money, and, well, suffering. You've tried everything and it's still there. I bet you know someone with chronic back pain and maybe once in a while, you get it too. So here's my challenge. How about we use your mind? Maybe, just maybe, it was the mind that got you there. And to resolve it, we need to meet it at the same level. So here's my story. It all started when my part-time helper suffered a health scare. Her condition triggered immense worry and concern, leading me to gather the implicit self-healing knowledge I've accumulated after years of self-experimentation through biohacking and Germanic new medicine. In biohacking, we control our biology so it doesn't control us. I've been using self-regulation techniques, machines, wearables, and practices to support my well-being, mind, body, and spirit. Since discovering Germanic New Medicine, I've narrowed down my private trauma release work to the psychobiological conflict shocks that are the root cause of conditions. I've always known that every physical manifestation has an emotional core, but this work takes out the guessing and really drills down to very specific triggers. As a trauma therapist, I fully believe that self-healing should delve into the emotional aspects of our lives, seeking to understand the underlying causes of physical ailments. Instead of relying solely on external treatments, self-healing empowers us to tap into the mind's potential to facilitate healing. So this all happened when my part-time helper fainted and vomited on my couch. I immediately put her on a high-dose homeopathic remedy to support her vitals and had her use my easy water inhalation machine for cellular support to buy me time to think. She remained pretty stable, but still very weak and dizzy. Having just lost a batchmate a few days before to a massive stroke, I became really concerned and urged her employer to rush her to the hospital just to run tests and to rule out the incidence of a mild stroke. Her employer, being a practical person, decided that she will let her make the decision of whether to go to the ER or not since she looked pretty stable and she was also answering questions. It turns out she didn't really need to be rushed, so she waited until the next morning to head out for a checkup. In retrospect, nothing was found wrong with her. So that night, I went to bed really worried, and I remained concerned over the next few days. I would text her several messages asking how she was, and she wouldn't text back. Her daughter would text back on her behalf and would give me short updates. And finally... She herself replied on the fourth day to say that she was okay and was just resting at her family home. That night, she replied, was a sturgeon full moon, and I woke up at 2 a.m. with dull but excruciating back pain. 
I knew in Germanic New Medicine that I had resolved a self-devaluation conflict and the healing phase always happens at night. It was so bad that it woke me up from my usual deep slumber and nothing that I did helped. I tried walking, I tried massaging, I tried sitting up, I tried sleeping on my belly, I tried sitting down in a chair and nothing worked. From Germanic New Medicine, I know that back pain is the healing phase of a deep self-devaluation conflict. Joint pain is the healing phase of a moderate self-devaluation conflict. I was experiencing the healing of my SI joint to the left of my lumbar spine. I even partially blamed the full moon for my pain, telling myself sleep is sometimes disrupted by the extreme energy swirling around, especially on the last day of the Lionsgate portal. But this is not really true because how many other full moons did I sleep through like a baby? Countless. So let's take out the woo-woo, okay? But I knew that the pain reflected an emotional imbalance caused by some subconscious distress, moderate self-devaluation. I just couldn't think of any direct situation where I felt less than. That would make me go, aha, that's it. The only thing that was distressful to me was the incident with my helper, but it wasn't clear that it was self-devaluation at play. It looked to me more like worry. I only found that this was my original conflict because six days after the incident, I thought I heard her call me faintly from afar. Ma'am? Ma'am? And I felt some relief wash over me. I wasn't sure if I was just hearing things. So when I opened the door, I was filled with such delight. There she was in her Sunday best, smiling strong and looking her usual happy, cheery self. I kid you not, but I immediately felt the healing program click to a definite close. I knew at that moment that I would not experience back pain that night anymore. There was just this visceral knowing, a direct cognition that this back pain healing phase was finally over. We discussed the incident blow by blow, how she felt, what she did at home while convalescing, her extreme boredom after a couple of days of doing nothing that made her want to go back to work so badly. After a brief but momentous visit, I immediately backtracked and investigated my program. Why was it a self-devaluation program? Apparently, many reasons. One, I lost some confidence in myself as a biohacking practitioner in holistic health, thinking that the homeopathic remedies didn't work as well as I expected them to. In retrospect, I know they played a huge role in stabilizing her vitals and her not having to go to the ER that night, even if it wasn't obvious then. Two, when she wasn't answering my text messages and instead letting her daughter do the message relaying, I felt unimportant and a bit helpless that I couldn't reach her. I didn't know her daughter very well. Three, when I offered my services at Unlimited, like Anat Banyel Method for stroke recovery and neurofeedback, her daughter relayed that her mom is feeling okay and she will just do a local massage. My thought was, well, why didn't she jump at the chance to avail of these premium services and instead prefer a local massage? I felt slightly dejected. Four, 
I didn't know she went back to her family home and wondered why she didn't tell me. 5. I wasn't sure whether she wanted to come work for me again. I had this weird story that I made up in my head that I disappointed her and flattened her expectations of me as a practitioner in holistic health. Of course, it turns out that this was just my imagination. So, because I wasn't sure, I started to worry about where I was going to find a replacement as good as her. These were the narratives that my psyche was running and the biological program totally made sense. I adore my helper. She is my good friend and she totally gets me. I think if I didn't like her so much, the conflicts might be different or not as deep. As soon as I saw her and she looked happy to come back and work for me again, my cells put matters to an end and concluded the biological program. As I am saying this, I'm shaking my head at myself for letting these assumptions get the better of me. But hey, I learned something new that I know will make me a stronger and smarter human being. What's one of the four agreements? Don't make assumptions. Here are some dramatic new medicine tidbits that will help you learn a little bit about back pain. When we experience a low self-esteem conflict, it usually lands in the bones, joints, the fluid system like blood and lymph. Each one will have varying degrees, the deepest being in the bones, our very structure and framework. It happens beneath our attention because the senseful special biological program is activated as our psyche perceives the conflict. What's happening with our bones or joints is they start to lose cells. Think of it as the body interior designer is deciding that this material is too flimsy and needs to be replaced with stronger material. This one needs stronger bones and joints. When the conflict resolves, this is the time that the body uses its energy to replenish the lost material with new, stronger ones. And this is when you feel the back pain and the joint pain, which hurts because the bones and joints stretch with the ongoing repairs. You can imagine that if you try to resolve back pain manually or with external tools and treatments, unless you resolve the self-devaluation on the psyche part, you might end up with quote-unquote chronic pain, which actually doesn't exist. You can beat your body pain by checking your thoughts and your psyche and becoming hyper-self-aware of the stories that you play in your mind. I had five different stories weaving into this self-devaluation fabric. Here are some psyche thought processes that you could consider. If it's in the skull or cranial bone or cervical spine, it's an intellectual self-esteem conflict, feeling not smart enough, or it could also be a perceived injustice or something that's unfair. If it's in the upper or lower jaw, it's not being able to bite, or it could be a local self-esteem conflict with regard to the jaw or the chin. If it's a shoulder, it's a relationship issue, and it's a self-devaluation with the question, am I being a bad mother? Am I being a bad daughter? Am I being a bad son? Am I being a bad friend? Am I being a bad sibling? If it's the elbow, it's a self-esteem conflict of not being able to embrace or hold or fend off or throw. Hands and fingers, it's a clumsiness self-esteem conflict, or perhaps you have not been able to use your hands and fingers the same way or with the same dexterity as you had before. 
thoracic spine is the feeling of being a broken man, a broken person, feeling humiliated or defeated or feeling degraded or debased. The breastbone, it could be a local self-esteem conflict due to a mastectomy from breast cancer. Lumbar spine is a central self-esteem conflict. It's a core personality, but it could also be this life situation is breaking my back. Tailbone, pubic bone, pelvic bone is a local self-esteem conflict, often regarding sexuality or sexual potency. Ischium bone is a conflict of not being able to possess something or to sit something out, or it could be a local self-esteem conflict involving that bone. Hip bone and femoral neck is a self-esteem conflict of not being able to persevere or not being able to carry on could be a local self-esteem conflict that is involving the hip bone. The knee is a self-esteem conflict of not being athletic anymore or not being able to move or run or kick like before. Ankle, feet, and toes is a self-esteem conflict of not being able to put up with something, not being able to balance or run, jump, kick, or stop, or not being able to locally use the ankle like the ankle let me down. Our mind can be our medicine, but it is also our poison. I admit weakness, but I appreciate and take full advantage of the opportunity to learn great life lessons from this experience and to help people become aware of their own thoughts. My mind is stronger now, and that means my biology will be too. Two nights of back pain, no meds, no supplements, no biohacks could touch the mind with a 10-foot pole. Just riding the flow of the body and letting our billion-year-old biology take care of itself. That's our superpower. This journey has taught me the immense potential of our minds to influence our biology. By embracing self-discovery and understanding our emotions, we can unlock the power of natural healing within us. I want to encourage everybody to explore the power of self-healing and the mind-body connection. Our thoughts and emotions are powerful tools in our healing journey. And by tapping into this potential, we can experience profound transformation. Here are some thoughts around reframing self-devaluation. One of the four agreements is always do your best. When you know you did your best, then that should be good enough at the time, given the time, your resources, and the circumstances. Stay present. Don't think of what you could have done and don't worry about what could happen. Stoicism. You have no control over these, but what you can control is your attitude towards the perceived distress and your attitude towards yourself, how you see yourself. Your body is a mirror to where you need work and personal power and self-esteem is an area that needs improvement in all of us. I would love to hear from you. Do you guys have chronic back pain, chronic joint pain? What have you guys done? What worked for you? What didn't work? Are you willing to challenge yourself to explore your thoughts, your patterns of thinking and see if maybe that'll resolve some of the pain that you feel and put the healing program to a close? I hope you can give this method a try. It worked for me and I hope it really works for you. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to our podcast to learn more about how you can become a hashtag better human through biohacking with a Germanic new medicine lens. We'll be having guests who have used both biohacking and GNM or 
just GNM, to address their state of mind, thus their state of biology. We'll look at techniques that are useful in empowering one's resilience. We'll have Germanic New Medicine colleagues on board and ask them to speak about their experiences. There's just so much learning and insight in store. You have the power to control your biology so it doesn't control you. But first, heal your mindset. To Biohacking and Beyond, see you in the next episode.